You've seen her comedy concerts in all the big cities, like Zorro, Ohio at the Elks Lodge, at bingo halls in Stockholm, Wisconsin, and working the retirement home in Louisiana, Missouri. And now you hear her thoughts on her No Reason podcast. Here's Nola J, the chocolate blonde, on the No Reason podcast. Can I kick it? Welcome to the No Reason Podcast. I'm your host, Nola J, a.k.a. Chocolate Blonde, a.k.a. Jizzle. And I'm your co-host, Young Don Suave, a.k.a. Young Suave Sutra, a.k.a. Suavarati. Don't hurt nobody or tell nobody before it's too late. <sighs> Here we go. You took forever. My bad. What? I, I, don't, I don't understand. I, I, just, I just don't understand. What does all that mean? And I can break it down in one of future episode. When? <laughs> episode 100. Like, I'll, like I'll, it's been a lot of episodes. Why are you waiting for a later one? We've got to do a special episode because there's a backstory to all my names. Are you ready from the law? Are you a scammer? I'm walking. Oh, okay. Well, welcome to the No Reason Podcast, episode 84. Mm-hmm. Randy Moss. Is that what that is? Yeah. Number 84. All right. Um, yeah. It's episode 84. It's been a long week. It's been a quick week. <laughs> What's that? Jizzle. I mean, Swizzle. <laughs> are you okay over here? Damn. <laughs> Why are you always dying on this show, man? What is going on over there? Am I tearing shit? Oh my god! Anyways, how How's was your, your week? no? Nope. No, you start because nope. I gotta. Re- <laughs> you ain't got nothing, <laughs> so I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna do this with you. Oh man, hold up. Okay, you gonna do the suspense? You go last, and you just—it's a dud. You just—it goes flat after that. What's that? A dud. Like there's nothing. You don't say nothing. So why end on that? We recap our week and your week. You don't give us anything. <clears throat> I did, man. You know, it's been action packed. So what you have know? you been doing besides being in Clubhouse all day and every day? I ain't been in all day, but I have been on Clubhouse. I did go uh, last weekend. Those game nights are kind of fun, but I've become a DJ on Clubhouse. By yourself, that room you was in yourself by yourself. I came to help your lonely ass out. <laughs> oh, I started a room with you. And just, you, you did I not start a room you. with me. You didn't start a room with me. Unless you talk about that mastermind I, room you seen. That, don't be trying to avoid it. You was in a room all by yourself. And I said, let me go and see with my little bro. I felt bad. I'm like, he's all in there all by himself. Ain't nobody in there with him. I go in here. You didn't put me up to the stage. I don't know if you fell asleep. I don't know what happened. Hold on. Are you talking about the comedy room? Are you talking about I had a room with just me in it? It was just you. All you all oh. by yourself. Yeah, I was learning the ropes. I was learning the ropes. But um, no, I went to this. I did this game night trivia. No, it was game night because they were doing PTR. For people that don't know what PTR is, basically when you change your profile pic as a part of a game. And uh, I PTR started- is period in Clubhouse. It's, people might want to show you something, or you want them to see something, or as a picture, or whatever. It could, it could be all kind of things, right? Than just playing a game, right? 
But in this case, that's what it was. And uh, I was, I was, they pulled me on stage and I accidentally, I didn't know when you go on stage, your mic is automatically on. And I was working on a beat. So it was playing and then they pulled me up and they were like, yo, are you a DJ or something? And I was like, nah, I make, I make music though. And I think I asked if you want to, make a request and somebody made a request and then that turned into another request and then i ended up we did this other game where you call uh this is a funny game you got to make up a voice leave a voice message for somebody else on the stage but it's like almost like shooting your shot so i was playing out they would request music and i played the music so they ended up basically going all night and then the next day i went on and it just became this thing where i'm basically the dj so i set up a cash app they cash app me <laughs> Mr. Oh, I hate listening to music through the phone. Oh, the phone sounds so them. crazy. It messes with my ears. Yeah, it sounds it's all right for me. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't know what it sounds yeah. like on the other end. Whatever, man. You anyway, bad. you hate. You, so you just trying to find a reason to hate. I'm not hating. It's you just all good. you gave me it's all good. you gave me grief when I was sit there listening to D Nice Live. DJ, yeah, I can't or, listen to that. Or if I'm on Clubhouse before you was on it, listening to other people's music, and I can't listen to that. I'm me, me being a producer of music, my ear. That's how I sound. Yep, that's how you sound. Well, exactly. If it's me playing, but the music. now you are all in it. You like, I'll play it, no problem. I'm yeah, all in it. I'm in the house now. Whatever. If I'm playing the music, it sounds good. Whatever. My what speaker. else did you do this week besides hang out in Clubhouse and be a DJ? <laughs> Of music that you don't like listening to through the phone. DJ anyway, phone. I was playing the music. But anyway. DJ phone. You know, I watched, I watched a little bit of basketball. It has, it has some good games on this weekend. You know, we'll get to that. Um, we had the generation gap. Uh, that was, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I ain't trying to get into too much trouble. You know, it's getting warmer out now, you know. All right. <sighs> you bored? Very, you sound bored. Very bored. You haven't told us nothing. What you want to know? Not, if we have to ask you, then there's no need for you to tell it. You should be able to be able to tell. Maybe we something. do a, a sixty second Ask Don segment. Who, I don't think anybody cares anymore. <laughs> to be honest, so, think they, you think they I gave up? I they gave up. Nobody gives a shit. I don't even have a question for you. I don't care. I try to give you. Mm. I try to give you a moment to. To give something about yourself and you talk in circles. Yeah, it's been warm, cold. You get the weather. You get the most generic ass shit. People know they can look up the weather in Wisconsin. Sure. It's cold. It's warm. <laughs> uh, I walked. Had some water. You know, a little this, a little that. That's how I sound? You know I make beats. Yeah, I'm a DJ now in Clubhouse. Nothing. nothing absolutely nothing alright we did do the generation gap with Pops um, it was interesting Pops is, a, is an angry boomer right now I don't know why he's being angry because his birthday's coming up very soon and if he wants gifts he better change his attitude maybe that's why he's angry he's turning 70 <laughs> oh is that what it is <laughs> well, I don't it's know it's hitting him now like oh man all I know is last year and and we're gonna reminisce and we did a podcast on it. Um, that's when we originally got locked down was on dad's birthday weekend because we were supposed to go to Potawatomi and it got shut down, I think. And that's when Dante came to the crib 
with an OE 40 ounce, which no, is 42, 42. Was which I didn't know 40s now are 42 ounces in a, a family, plastic bottle. It was a family size. It was like, it was like 2% <laughs> in a, free. In a plastic bottle. Plastic, yeah, that was even worse. <laughs> And that's when we started. I think we might have brought this up last episode. No, we didn't. And that's when we um, decided to watch The Last Dance together. And because we were locked in the house, we couldn't go nowhere. So we made that an outing. Like, it was so funny when it first got locked down, everybody's trying to think of different ways to stay in contact. Mm. Well, who they can stay in contact, which was family. That's all you really could be around was family. That's pretty much it. Some families, they did Zoom meetings. Yeah, they did a lot of different stuff. It was going on a year, but I'm going to be honest right now. I think people are over it now. People are out here just like, it's been a year. I, I, I think people are kind of like, I, and, it's getting to the point. And there's no end in sight. I mean, it is an end in sight. I mean, this has happened before. History repeats itself. I mean, this is nothing new. We've gone through this. Not us personally, but it happened previously. Spanish, fly, all that type of stuff. So... This is like not, it's nothing like we'll never come back from it. Um, but it's just funny now because, okay, we did Generation Gap. And then I had my trivia training on Tuesday. I'm almost done with training. You, got two more. <laughs> you got two more months to go. <laughs> Maybe I'm not getting it. I don't know what it is, but this is a long ass training. So they tell <laughs> They're like, she needs one more week. Hey, come back for two more no, weeks. No, no, that's not it. The problem is I'm supposed to train Tuesdays and Thursdays, but I only train on Tuesdays because Thursdays just is not a good day for me. And um, I had originally told him I can only commit to Tuesday nights. I didn't know training was going to re- require Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'm not available Wednesday because we do the podcast. And Thursdays, different stuff happens. I had an appointment the last Thursday, Thursday before. I mean, it's just different stuff. Third, bottom line, as I said, Tuesday. I didn't know the training was going to be all that. So that's why my training is taking longer. Mm. But I'm going to go Thursday. I'm going to go tomorrow because I'm tired of training. And so I'm going to go tomorrow to the other place that he wants me to go to. And then I'll have um, one all more your, training. Oh, your credit? Oh, you well, not yet? I haven't had my credits in on <laughs> trivia training. But I had it last night and I did it all by myself. Um, dude was there though, but he heckled me. That was part of the training to heckle me while I'm doing trivia questions. Uh oh. Oh, you must have killed that. And yeah. He was like, You couldn't I couldn't get you. I'm like, dude, really? You don't know your resume? He don't know my right. He don't know how I can man. You didn't tell him from jump? I was killing him. I was killing him. It was so easy though. It was just, it was like hanging fruit. I'm like, man, this is so easy to get away. Mm. Don't ask me what I said because I never know. But um, just like with the Marlin show with the chick, I I, I, I still don't know what I said. Mm. And it's amazing. I don't know. But I know Marlin texted me right after, right away to let to thank me and said I did it. I, I, I'm going to have to start recording because I don't know what I said. But anyway, so I did that. But it was so funny while I was doing it. I had my little music. I DJed. I hooked up everything up. I read the questions. It went pretty smooth. I had people there. They was all happy. Like, you're doing great, Nola. You're doing great. Because I told them I was in training. I let them know mm. I was in training. <clears throat> but um, I noticed, though, it was an off and on thing with the mask. Because we're just so confused at this point. Because it's like it's been a year. People are eating because it's a restaurant. So people are eating and drinking. 
And then it got to a point where, like, when I went to the tables to give them their forms and stuff, of course, I had my mask on, but then I had to sit down, I take it off for the mic, and because I'm by myself, it's just confusing. We're just in that in between place right now. That's all it is. It's in between because a lot of people are getting vaccine now, so um, mm. they're feeling. Did you sign good. up? Are you going to sign up? Good. Um, are you I- disclosing that? Damn, are you gonna give you just gonna be all the questions at one time? The third one, I you would be horrible as an interviewer. Like you wouldn't even get a person a chance to get to the first one. You want to sign up? You gonna do something? Are you gonna do it? Are you gonna get it? Is you gonna get the needle? Do you think you're gonna do the needle? But my third question was, are you gonna disclose oh that? Because some people don't want even want to talk about that stuff. Um, I haven't really thought about it to be honest. I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. Like right now, I don't see an urgency for me to do it. Um, if it comes up and by chance I have to, if they change it to where you have to. You can't fly without it. Then I, I'm not going to have any choice because I have gigs. I have to fly. I'm not going to drive to the West Coast. Um, so I don't know. I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. That's all I got to say. Are you going to get it? You going to take it? You're not going to get it? You going to do when they, it? When they do Are the, you going to do it? Are you going to put it in your arm? Are you going to do it? What are you going to do? <laughs> when they do the vegan version, I'm I'm, I'm on board. Yep. Okay. Um. <laughs> see what else went on. I. I got some gigs coming up. I got a gig Saturday in Illinois. I got a gig Wednesday in South Beloit. Um, Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Not this Wednesday. The following Wednesday. What else is going on? Yeah, I got the gigs. I'm still doing my second city. I've just completed um, my third session. So now I'm moving on to the next of comedy writing. That's exciting. So my sketches are getting better. That's good. It's keeping me active. Uh, so, yeah, that's what's been going on. I've just been busy. I can't even think straight because it's just been like a crazy week. Oh, this is really crazy. Um, you know, this is a, 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 a woman's thing. So this is not for you, Swizzle. You, you're not going to get down. But um, Amazon got these leggings, man. And um, Jordan Woods, it's, it's on TikTok. They had this leggings channel with um, challenge. <clears throat> and I normally don't do stuff like this, but I was like looking at the um, TikTok and I'm like, them leggings do look comfortable and they're real popular. And I'm like, mm, I don't know if she's just doing that because she's going to get paid a lot of money for advertising it. But they are very comfortable. So I decided to buy some leggings. And I know this is really random and for no reason, but they're called butt leggings. Okay. And they got a pocket. They're very comfortable, but... No pun intended. <laughs> they super comfortable, but that is literally how they look. And so I bought them. And I normally don't do that. And I bought them, and they're comfortable. You can see I got them on. Swizzle. You didn't do the challenge? Did you do the challenge? No, I don't know yet. I might do the challenge. <laughs> you got to do a challenge. I might do the challenge. You got a TikTok know. page? Yeah, I got a TikTok page. It's oh. low key. It's nobody nobody knows about it. So it's a secret. It is a big secret. <laughs> right, it is a big secret. Yup. I definitely have one. It's so low key. It's hilarious. So, yeah. That's what I was on. So I bought some new leggings and nobody gives a shit, but I just thought I'd share that with everybody. (laughs) I was excited because they actually, they actually um, didn't turn out so bad. I thought they was going to be really, I thought they was going to be horrible because she was just advertising just to be, you know, 
getting some extra money or something. But mm-hmm. yeah, shit is legit. So yeah, I did that. Um, and that's about it. I ain't got much going on. I mean, I have a lot going on, but that was pretty much for my week. You didn't give us much of anything, so that sucked. My I'm clubhouse DJ. Really? I and you were really excited about that. Like I said, the same man get upset. I wasn't excited, but it's uh because it's funny because I know for a fact that'll become a thing. They already have them, dude. They have real DJs that do it. They have like DJs. Man, come on. Not now. not like, not for like DJ rooms. I'm talking about just like setting the vibe sort of thing. You haven't been on Clubhouse long enough. Clubhouse has been around a long time, and what you're doing is nothing new. I hate to bust your bubble. I know you're excited. I'm not saying it's new. I know you're excited, though. I know you're excited. But I'm just letting you know this. It's It's been going on. You invented the remix? I'm just saying. <laughs> like, I get it. You're excited. I like Clubhouse. I get it. But the shit you're doing ain't nothing new. But I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm glad you're in there. Huh? I said it could be. I'm glad you're in there enjoying yourself. Um, it's a good time. But it's I do. A fun time. I have a couple of things lined up. We got a um, big actor thing uh, teaching the course. The guy. So one of my clients, he has an acting course on on basically how to basically you learn how to memorize lines using this course. But he's doing a uh, a workshop on clubhouse and it's going to be hosted by uh james i showed you his profile but that's gonna be pretty big that's gonna be a big deal i'll be a part of that too but i'll keep i'll keep you posted on that because it'll be pretty educational if you ever thinking about being an actor or actress or thinking about you know being in a movie it's some it's it's a pretty dope thing oh I'm sorry. Would you, would you sleep? <laughs> I kind of don't stop. You don't like none All right, of my news. All right, you guys, news. you know what? We're going we're gonna to take a break and we come back. We're going to do sports. We're going to get into our section, our, um, segment of sports. And um, hopefully um, Swizzle will have something exciting to say in that. He, he does pretty good at sports. That that should be exciting. But um, what he does for a week is really boring. Okay. <laughs> this is the No Reason Podcast. Episode 84. I am Nola J. And I am Don Suave, and please, like, for the love of money, say the A. You guys, I'm seriously going to check his temperature on this break. There's something seriously wrong with him. Why? Why? I can't. We'll be right back. And we are back. Welcome to the No Reason Podcast, episode 84. I am Nola J. And I'm Don Suave. Thank y'all for coming back. Are you, are you okay over there? No, my left eye is tearing now. Why is your left eye? Are you? Are, do you have COVID? No, nah, I got the test. I passed the test. What test? The vid test. You took the vid test. Uh, yeah, isn't that what it is? When did you take it? I did it online. All right, you guys, this is episode 84. That is Don Swizzle, Suave, Crazy. I, I don't know what's wrong with him. I really don't. He's been on an action plan for a minute. How am I doing? 
Uh, you're doing lousy. You're doing horrible. Uh, you need to really work on your what I've done for a week segment. What I've done for a week. Because you don't tell us nothing. You're really excited about being a DJ on Clubhouse, which is really random. And then you something about an act or something. I don't know. Mm. I, you give no details. You just, it's going to be educational and it's going to happen and how to. But you've been talking about that since... Episode 22. So I don't know what's going on. Not the clubhouse. The actor shit you have. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty. I mean, it's it's that. That's pretty. It's something I'm pretty okay, proud cool. of. Okay, cool. Let's get into sports. All right. Let's get into our favorite subject. One of our favorite ones. Um, Let's start with baseball. Got any baseball news? Swizzle? Uh, I got nothing. All right. In baseball, we got some news. Um... You said we always got news about uh, scandals, scandals and stuff. So, what is going on? How come I can't click on anything? This is irritating. All right. So, the CEO of the Mariners, uh, Mathard, resigns a day after um, some comments he made. So, seeing how this is the theme with baseball, I decided to keep bringing up these articles uh, because. <laughs> There's nothing going on until they <laughs> until they start playing. I don't know if they're going to start. I don't know what's going on. But the Mariners president, Kevin Mathers, admits team manipulated service time and criticized players' English in a video. So he had to issue apology after the video leaked. So basically, over the last few years, there has been a growing distrust between the MLB and the MAB Players Association. The Players Union does not like the teams are tanking, scaling back on free agent. So I guess the Mariners president said something really crazy, and it was caught on video. So Mather, English. Mather was asked about the top prospect, Gerald Kalitnik. And said the club tried to sign him a long-term contract similar to the similar to the six-year extension they gave Evan White last year before White even made his MLB debut. Matha did indicated that Kelnetkick will be called up to. And I don't. What did he say that's wrong? I'm trying to figure out what did he say that was wrong. I know he said something that was wrong because he got in trouble for it. Um, he issued a apology and said it was offensive i guess what we had said when i first i guess what i said when i first originally said it he um said the team manipulates service times and criticized the english of a player the player that he was trying to sign that dude i was talking about mm. he just did some old racist shit that's all yeah well yeah i mean it's baseball that's all i got people that's all i got right now they're not playing I think they might start on time. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But on to some news that I really care about. And Kyrie, as much as Kyrie drives me crazy, he does manage to say some things that make some sense to me. And um, one of them is that the discussion of they need to change the NBA logo. We're bringing this back. He said it should be Kobe Bryant. I think it should be either Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan. I've always thought that. Like, if they was going to change it. At first, I thought Michael Jordan. Nah, but now Jordan. that Kobe has passed away, I'm like, maybe it should be Kobe. Michael Jordan or Kobe. I mean, Jerry West, I'll give him a props, but I don't know. I mean, do people people know who he is anymore? 
Because of the logo. That's about that's about that's the point I'm trying to make. So I remember we talked about this a year ago. Yeah. They brought it up and they were like, nah, we 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 we're not changing that to, to Kobe. No, it was brought up a year ago because everybody was emotional and everybody was like, um, mm-hmm. we need to Honor him. We need to honor him. Let's do this. Blah blah blah. But and then it went away because everybody was like, "Ah, that that you know, it's too soon. Maybe we maybe we are too emotional. Maybe that's why." Now it's a year later, and we put it in perspective. Yeah, we probably should change it. What and what's wrong with Michael Jordan? Uh, no, nah, it won't be Michael Jordan. But what's wrong with it? Because he's got the Air Jordan logo. He's already logoed already. Because Jerry West, I mean, if you, th- I mean, they. Wilt was the guy back then. Bill Russell was the guy back then. But they gave it to Jerry West. So they're not just going to give it to the best player, right? So it wouldn't be Jordan. Well, either way it goes. Obviously, I agree. I'm a Kobe fan, but they shot that down pretty quick. They put out a whole statement. I know, but now we revisit it. It's not about woke. I, I think my opinion that's your opinion. I'm not saying you right or wrong. In my opinion, I believe it's because it's a year later or we're not so emotional. When that originally happened, everybody was just emotional. We just lost Kobe. It was like, oh my God, we got to do something, blah, 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 change the logo. Now and now it's a year later and I'm thinking in perspective, maybe they might as well. Like, It's not a bad idea. Like The Jerry West logo is old. I mean, what's wrong with updating it? It's old. Mm. So- I'm going to follow the story and see what happens. They shot it down a year ago, but they might not now. So who knows what's going to happen with it. But I don't think it's a bad idea. And I don't think it's a bad idea if it was Michael Jordan or Kobe. That's just my opinion. Mm. You saying they shut it down, it might not happen, and it shouldn't be Jordan because he already got logos. The way things are going on, they'll just make it a basketball (laughs) because they just make stuff generic. Right. It might just be the NBA. It might just be the letters. Major League, no other sport has like an actual player. As the logo, so. So we'll see how that goes. That's in there. In other NBA news, everybody's balling. They're just balling out. They're, I mean, they're just balling out. Um, Devin Booker is going to replace Anthony Davis in the All-Star game. Yeah. Okay. Um, Another thing that's going on when the second half of the NBA starts, I can't wait because my season tickets are in place, baby. So, uh. I get to see some games the second half. At least 20 of them games is going to be on TV for the Nets. The Nets going to be on TV for 20 games. The Nets? Yep. The Word. Brooklyn Nets. Okay. Have you ever heard of them? Where they play at? You said the Nets like you've never <laughs> heard of them before. You know the Nets? I mean, you want to you know? see the Nets? I mean, I thought you were No, there. I was just saying I'm giving news. I'm saying okay. the second half. I was, okay, let me slow down because Swizzle's slow. I was excited because the <laughs> second half of the NBA means I get to finally go, go to, to the Pfizer and see the games. And with that said, I segued in saying the Brooklyn Nets, the second half now will appear on TV 20 times. They set that up because now that they can control the narrative and they got that squad that they have. Now they're like, we're going to put them more on TV. Which I think they were going to have them more on TV anyway because they had KD, but now they're getting probably extra time with Harden and Kyrie. Is that better for you? So you're saying you're Nets, you're looking forward to that? No, I was just transitioning saying the second half, the Nets are also going to be on TV 20. That's something else that's happening in the second half besides fans 
or especially me being able to go to games in person. I got you. Okay. They're balling too. They're playing some good basketball, including the beard. The Bucks are um, finally winning some games. It got a little rocky, but the Bucks definitely need to make a trade. So that's a no if and buts about it. We could tell when Drew was missing that we really needed him. Where do you think the holes are with the, with the team right now? Uh, one thing that I really think that um, Giannis needs to do to realize he can't do it all. I think he needs to stop trying to do it all. I think he needs to stop trying to do them outside shots. That's just not him right now. So, because even when when Giannis is out, if he noticed, the team plays and wins. So I think he's trying to take on more than he needs to. I think they need some type of uh, – I don't – it's not defense because Drew is doing it. We need some type of offense. I think – so what you're saying, I see the same thing. I think the, the cure is – because I'm watching the Pelicans, and they're basically emulating what y'all are doing with Zion, having them bring the ball up the court. But the difference with Zion is – He's got other players that do it that set him up. And it seems like with the Bucks, Giannis could benefit from having someone setting him up as opposed to him coming up, getting all the assists, having to drive down the paint, bringing the ball to the court, people packing the paint, letting him shoot the three. But with Drew, it works out because Drew, you know, he does that. So, I mean, I see the same thing. Middleton, he could shoot, he could score. But he's not really going to set up Giannis like that. Right. But I like the fact that Middleton is playing and doing his thing. So, yeah, that's what I see in the buck. But I'm just excited. There's a second half, and hopefully we'll get a good trade in. And, you know, I mean, I, I've been a Bucks fan all my life. I was a Bucks fan. I was a season ticket holder for the longest. I've been one. I've been there when we only won 15 games in a season. And I still sat there and wrote it and went through it. So, I just hope at some point Giannis um, – and, and this is another thing. Giannis is still not his full potential. He's still growing and learning. He 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 came up so quick that people have high expectations for him as well. So even Pop said in a generation gap, I think Giannis is, is overrated. And I'm like, okay, dude, but in the same respect, there's high expectations on him because he came up so hard and so strong. Like he improved so quickly. Like you tell him something, and by the next quarter he didn't he didn't improve. But now he's at this standstill, and it's now he's got to figure it out and play in his lane. And you can't do it all. You need to step back a little because, like I said, when he's injured or he's out of the game, we manage to win, and everyone pulls together and makes it happen. So, so we'll get it together. I still have hope in my Bucks. I still got hope for a ring and all that good stuff. So. And we'll see what's going on. Bucks aren't the only team struggling right now with a player out. The team out west, the Lakers, they're losing to the Wizards. They right now they're down to the to the Jazz. And somebody broke down how many points that they're missing out on per game without AD and if LeBron can make up for it. And you know, at the end of the day, he's not going to score 50, 60 points now at this stage in his career. Even though he's playing amazing based on his age. They need help too, and Kuzma ain't gonna cut it. <laughs> no, I don't know why you always keep bringing him up. Like because the they, man. <laughs> because you know I'm a Lonzo Ball fan. They always. Oh my God! Why always, do these nuts let me always have to come in this because conversation? Because that's where it always comes back to. 
these Lonzo nuts. Ball. But they always compared Lonzo with Kuzma. And they traded away Ingram, an all-star, and Lonzo and kept Kuzma. So, you know, Lonzo, he's going to get a max contract because he's earning that. But Kuzma, he should be stepping up, which obviously he's showing his true colors. He's just not cutting it. So they signed uh, DeMarcus Cousins, or are they trying to? Did they sign him? I know he left Houston. Obviously, they're looking at getting him, but. Oh, not- I don't know if he signed. I know they're doing, they're trying to, they scrambling. They're making room for him. They're scrambling right now to get it together because, like I said last pod- podcast, last um, episode, you were like, what? They might. I said, I think they might not make the playoffs. You were like, what? Don't make the playoffs. Bro. I don't know. Because they're like number two or number yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, I might be over-exaggerating, but I just don't think that, I, I just don't think the the rate they're going, they might, they could easily drop all the way down too. Well, that energy is correct. Somebody made the joke, it reminded, this, the new Lakers look like when LeBron first joined the Lakers. Yeah, which was frustrating. <laughs> it was very they were, frustrating. They, but they were probably better then than they are now, to be to be honest. So, yeah, that's... um. So we'll see what's going on. And right now, the good thing is that um, the NBA is still going on. So they're committed to playing 72 games. And I wouldn't be surprised, Jizzle, if Rich Paul doesn't do a deal for Lonzo Ball. Why did these nuts come up? We weren't even talking about them. What? Because Rich Paul is, that's his agency. We know. We and know. Pelicans can't, if they. I might. wish as much information you give about these nuts you give about yourself, man. You sure talk about them a lot. Them nuts my, you tell my, them with no life, problem. But my life your is, life, you my life tell is boring to your fans. Your fans know. You nothing. got, you just own point on everything that he does. They I, do, the whole family, except the thief. You don't talk much about that thief. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's going overseas, but it's He's going to play good. for China eventually. I mean, it's he said he got to play for free? It, he ain't got no choice. <laughs> There's only way he's going to come up. I'm convinced. That's how it's got to be done. He's got to play for China. So, anyways, they, um, they're going to play all 72 games, and they only had the first half of the schedule, so I think they're going to do the second half. When are they going to release the second half? I don't know, but hopefully, hopefully soon they'll let us know. Oh, the second half will conclude on May 16th. And then they're going to do their little tournaments and stuff. And I don't know. Are they going to go back in a bubble? Nope. They're not doing a bubble. The playoffs will start May 22nd. Hmm. And then wow, That's a um, long time from now. Well, like. we started late. They started in December. So technically, three more months. Technically, technically, March would. As a matter of fact, last year March was the last time I went to a Bucks game. That's when they shut down and had no more fans. Technically, around April, we start the playoffs. April May is when the playoffs start regular season, right? And then mm-hmm. yeah, so it's not too far behind. They cut the games more than anything, and to be honest, like I said, with baseball and basketball. Hey, maybe we should make it a thing. Who knows? Because baseball has a lot of damn games. Basketball has a lot of games. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a bad idea. Because they're still getting close to the normal time they would have about playoffs. They're off by like a, a month. They got to get their money, though. And tickets. So, yeah. So, I don't know when they're going to do the second half schedule. It's got to be coming out soon. Because... um. It's got to be coming out soon. So, 
The limited flexible within the schedule appears uh, the second half. Okay, I don't know. But yeah, so that's good news. That's coming back out because they were trying to figure out what they're going to do. Um, I know a lot of NBA players do not want to uh, advertise a vaccine or not. They don't want to get into that muddy water with that. All right, we're done with that. I wish NBA. I had a muddy water song I could do just saying. I wish you just That would have been great, right? Something you that would have been do. on point. Wish you do something. Um, <laughs> let's go on to uh, NFL real quick. I don't have NFL news. I just talk about Aaron Rodgers and his stupid fiance that he has. Um, stupid? Yeah. Damn, what she do? Fiance. Um, she's now talking about it. They spent the whole fall together. They even lived together. He kept it from us. This oh, is why I'm so pissed sweet. off. That's no, it's so, not sweet. So he kept beautiful. this shit from us. Because he kept this. Who from is us. us? Are you talking about you? The fans. Oh, okay. You, I, I've explained this to you a hundred times. You do yeah, not I get understand. It. I get it. We have issues when he's in. Relationship. Is it all fans or just female? It's all fans. fans. It's not a female. It's not a thing like I want Rogers. It's all fans. You could talk to any Green Bay Packer fans. It has nothing to do with that. That's just how shallow you are. I've never heard a guy You're very shallow Packers yes. fan yeah, tell me that. Well, they will. They will. Okay. Well, because you've been here for so long, you've talked to a thousand Packer fans. And yeah, you've like been five in, years. And, and you, I've been here all my life, and I know all the Packer fans. So you know five thousand. So I, I know a thousand. Yo, dude. Anywho, so he they kept it a secret. I think my mom told me the other day that old girl was friends with Danica, the one that he was, um, the other girlfriend. We didn't like the race car driver. We, we yeah, she had a hard time with us. Yeah, I think we really probably... Y'all ran her out of town? Oh, yeah, for sure. He broke up with her in September. And then, I don't know, but my mom was saying that. So I have to find out. This is how Packer fans talk, okay? We talk as though we know his life. For sure. So my mom even was like, yeah, wasn't she friends with old girl? That's dirty. So that's what she was talking about to me. (laughs) We are... We are Packer fans. That's how we get down, man. <laughs> so that's it. Mm. That's all we have for sports. I tried to make it short and sweet. I didn't want to. I'm really trying to make this not go long, but you know how it is when I read the stories. I, that is my favorite segment. And then we have the Jizzle Corner. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. But Maybe y'all don't want to touch that down because it's, it's still going to be popping. Why are you hyping it up? I because just, last week you said that and it was still on point. I was being honest and then you come with that. I just, listen. You be honest <sighs> and I be realistic. I, real, it, you know what? We're going to take another break and we're going to come back with no reason stories. I'm a, I am I got to take um, an aspirin. Swizzle's um, temperature for real, you guys. I got to really find out what's going on with him. I might... We might go to a um, walk-in clinic for like a few minutes. I ain't going to we'll no clinic. Right yeah, we're going to go in and figure out what's wrong with you. We're going to go to urgent care. We've got an urgent care down the street. We're going to run to urgent care real quick because i got to figure out what's wrong with him. We've got a fever or something wrong with him. But it is a No Reason hmm. um, podcast. I am Nola J, episode 84. And I am 84, episode Don Suave. Okay, Don't touch gonna, that down. Okay, so you guys, we're on our way to urgent care. We'll be right back. And we are back. It's the No Reason Podcast, episode 84. I am Nola J. I think I'm Don Suave. Swizzle, (laughs) we went to urgent care. 
but we had to get back to the podcast so we couldn't wait. It was a long wait. The like the little they had a little um ticker up there and we was like number like one hundred and twenty. And it was like a hour and a half wait. And it was like, yo, we gotta go finish the No Reason podcast. So we're gonna go back mm-hmm. later and I'm gonna get him checked out. Because mm. something is not right with him. <laughs> Something's going on. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's get into my favorite segment, the No Reason Stories. Let's get it going. All right, headline reads, 2.8 million worth of cocaine-coated cornflakes was seized by the feds. That is genius right there. That <laughs> Frosted flakes, baby. <laughs> I love frosted flakes. They're great. <laughs> yeah, they they uh, they definitely sound great. <laughs> These sound like some good frosted flakes. Earlier this morning, I mean this month. <laughs> Are you okay? Sit <laughs> down, Blueberry. Mm. Uh, earlier this morning, federal agencies forty four pounds of cocaine coated cornflakes. Say that five times in a row. <laughs> That's a lot of names. <laughs> That's a lot of. Cocaine coated cornflakes. <laughs> Come on. That's a lot of cornflakes. Say it, Swizzle. Oh, coated coke. <laughs> cocaine coated cornflakes. You couldn't get it at first. <laughs> it's a tongue twister. Coca Cola. Cocaine coated cornflakes. On February 13th, agents with Custom and Border Protection executed the bus with assistance of Bico, a narcotic. Detector, um, detector, detector dog. <laughs> we can't talk at all. Michael tipped off the feds, man. He tipped off the feds. He found those coke flakes. Yeah, he said the controlled substance possibly being transported in upcoming corn flake cereal shipment. And then when agents took a um, closer look, they know there's something interesting. They saw that the cereal contained white power powder. How white did they power? know? How did they <laughs> like, yeah, white white like, power. <laughs> well, we had black fist cereal last week. So they so this how they come back. They coming back with white right, power. Well, we got something for y'all. You know how it is. You know how it is. White power flakes. According to them, all lives matter. All flakes matter. So all flakes matter. So white power. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is it. They they came back. I knew they was gonna do it. How do they know this just wasn't Frosted Flakes or accident? So, yeah, mm. it was coated with a grayish substance. Um, they tested it. It was cocaine. How they tested it? Did they, like, taste it? or? They tasted it, and then they tasted it, and then they no longer could taste it because it was cocaine. <laughs> Correct. So, how do we really know? <laughs> Anyways, um, it was worth $2.82 million. Mm, somebody lost some bread. <clears throat> yeah, the men and women at the port of Cincinnati are committed to stopping the flow. Okay, I don't know who did this, but anyways, uh, it was cocaine coated Coke flakes. corn flakes. Coke flakes. All right, here's another one uh, for no reason. The headline was just c- hilarious. TV reporter and crew robbed at gunpoint. Why they on? <laughs> Why they on camera? Damn. That's how you make the news, I guess. In Ecuador. 
TV reporter and his crew was robbed by gunmen, by a gunman on Friday while shooting in Ecuador. <laughs> the entire incident was caught on camera, later released by the soccer reporter, Diego Orlando, though, or of DirecTV. Or Danola. It's got your name in it. Or Enola. Oh, or Enola of DirecTV Sports. We can never work in peace, he said. <laughs> Even when they're trying to shoot, they might get shot. <laughs> I see your dumb pun. I heard it. Um, so, yeah, that's I'm trying, hilarious. Jesus. So, I thought that was funny. Like, There's no footage? I didn't. Um, yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Did he what? try to interview him? He's got the mic to his. He's got the mic to him. <laughs> but he's wearing a mask. But he's wearing a mask. mask. Hey. But that's smart, though, because you don't want to be on the news exposing yourself. So he's God. not only social distancing, but he's also we might have to wrap suspect up this, distancing. Um, podcast early to get you in an urgent care. We, we're number 100. I think when we get done, we should be up next. We've got B, B94. <laughs> no, I think we'll be, we should be next. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one right here, this one right here, son, had me in tears. I saw this too. And you got to remember, this goes back to when I told you a documentary I, I watched for no reason. Here we go. This dude was in there and I completely forgot about him until this came back up. So here is the headline. Columbia University professor claims I do heron, heron regularly for work-life balance. Mm. You take it away. Dr. Carl Hart is a brilliant Columbia University professor of psychology and neuroscience who chairs the psych department at the prestigious university and appears in Netflix's documentary on the history of crack cocaine's rise in the 1980s. According to the New York Post, He's very open and honest about his fondness for heroin, not only as a subject of study, but <laughs> but also as a subject, as a substance he uses. So he gets high on his own education. This is, I told you I watched that crack cocaine documentary right. on Netflix. Right. He was, was like the main. And he was the main one. So he's a 54-year-old married father with three, and he openly admits to snorting small amounts of it. But that maybe that explains it. <laughs> as many as ten days in a row. Damn, dude. He discusses the mild withdrawal symptoms he experienced twelve to sixteen hours after the last dose. So he's got to get back. Damn, that's tough. But hey, he's still operating in his profession. He's functioning. He's a functional um, heroin addict, right? Hmm. He functions. Maybe we got to take a look at his wife and kids. Hart equates his drug use with alcohol use, saying it is as rational as my alcohol use, like vacation, sex, and the arts. Heroin is one of the tools that I use to maintain my work-life balance. The tools, okay. What? <laughs> but, but you, okay, maybe I need to take that back. Maybe it's the fact that he has the family, right? Because usually you think of a heroin addict, you think like they're like down out of luck. There are functioning people with anything, dude. Like they're like right. 
There's people that have probably smoked crack every day and is like some CEO crack, of a company. Though? I don't know about crack. They're CEO. <laughs> they CEO smoke a crack. <laughs> Wait a minute. What company is no, that? No, no, no. Because you can afford it. Cocaine. I you think can it. afford crack. You get what I'm saying? The reason crackheads get crackheadish is because they get broke and they use everything they get. But if you're super rich and you can afford it. You don't smoke crack, though. You, you listen, get organic. Listen, back in the day, crack had a stigma. Nowadays, there's people who literally smoke crack recreationally. Like oh, you having okay. a drink, they smoke crack. They got the red crack. There's some people like some people who they smoke crack every day and function. They're functional crackheads, and have, they can afford it. Have you met any like somebody? That- <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I know, I know a lot of people. And I'm friends with a lot of different people. I'm trying to tell you. So the new crack. Okay, so crack isn't like what it used to be. No, it's not. And if you watch this documentary, all jokes aside, that's why the documentary is so good. It's because Reagan, who fucked us over, which you have to watch Reagan on Showtime. I mentioned that before. It explains the situation that we're in right now and why they made crack look so bad. They made black women look bad with crack. They. It was just, that documentary is really good. Besides this fool talking about um heroin <laughs> that he just it's no big deal like mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is his everyday thing he but does it's it regularly ca- for his work-life balance <laughs> so, well maybe it's a case where people should have free will to do what they want um no problem but heroin is not a good drug so i mean whatever do what you want to do I mean, yeah, it's definitely he does not. have free will he is doing what he wants to do and he's doing it every day and he's a university so i don't know what your point is he is doing it well, as far as drugs being just being legal but, across the board. Oh, well, heroin is deep, but I've seen. <laughs> I, yeah. Never mind. I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah, that's another story. But um, like I said, functioning crackhead, he's a functional heroin. I thought that shit was hilarious. Like he. Just, and his photo, you're not looking, you're not seeing crack addict when you nope. see his photo. You won't. Not at all. And the way he manages it, you, like you said, you won't. He's functioning. There's functioning CEOs that are crackheads. They're just not it. the crackheads that they portrayed back in the day and made it seem like it was a big, it was like, once again, don't let me get deep again. Once again, it ain't like we brought in all that, our culture, but they made it seem like back in the day. That was back when, that, that's a whole, just watch the documentary, guys. Um, it's I think it's just called Crack. <laughs> <laughs> so Netflix. maybe so like if if there was like a yoga like for like a like if you had taught a yoga class but you incorporated crack with it like that could be a new niche. Okay, you guys, we're we're number one hundred and one at the urgent care. Just gonna um, buy quick. I'm going to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to. <laughs> we're gonna wrap this up so I can get. In time so we don't miss our turn. Because we have to start all over. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the hell was I was talking about. But here we go. Next story. Detroit man was on the run for years, was found inside a wall. Hold on, what? You got <laughs> You got me. Detroit again. You remember Detroit had the porch. Yeah. <laughs> was I hope it wasn't the same dude. <laughs> he stole a wall. He stole a porch because he all he got is a wall, right? A wanted man was found inside the wall of his Detroit home after, oh, that's a hell of a hiding spot, <laughs> after evading police for three years. You guys got me. That's what he said. 
It's been three years since Willie Wright has been on the run, but that came to an end last Wednesday when U.S. Marshals captured him in his Detroit East Side home. Officials were led into Wright after receiving a tip from Wright's location, about Wright's location. When they arrived at his home, they found him hiding in a wall. He was just terrorizing the city of Detroit. How did he get in the damn wall? Can somebody explain to me how did he get in his wall? Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to figure I it mean, out. I mean, he too. was robbing businesses downtown. Okay, he was a thief. But can someone explain to me how did he get in the wall? There was a spot in the bathroom. It looks like a wall where the plumbing would be. But we couldn't get in it. We couldn't open it up. So we were going to breach it with the Halligan tool. At that time, we started to breach it. He surrenders and comes out. So wow. behind like the shower and stuff. So how do they think to even go in there and look? Like, okay, so it looked like a wall where the plumbing would be, but we couldn't get in. But why would they go in there? Like, what made them do that? Like, I don't know how they do raids. They probably noticed wall. The walls were hollow. They probably maybe that's it, or maybe they heard his heard his ass breathing. He looked like he breathed hard. We looking at his picture. (laughs) He looked like he breathed hard than a motherfucker. But. Once again, if you guys want to hear, I said once again, if you guys want to um, check out these stories, it's on nolajcomedy.com. You can look at and see what we're talking about. If we're moving too fast and none of this makes sense, because for no reason, it never makes sense. So (laughs) if it makes no sense, you're like, huh? What you talking about? Just go on my website. These articles will be right here and they'll break it all the way down. Okay, let's move on to the next story. Here we go with this nonsense, you guys. I just read an article that said the first human transmission of the H5N8 bird flu reported in Russia. Now, (laughs) I'm going to tell you something. I'm good with this headline up until Russia. (laughs) It makes me skeptical. It says seven workers at the Russian poultry plant had tested positive for bird flu. See, come on. See, listen. The poetry plant, bird flu? Yeah. Strand known as H5N8 is the first time this particular strand has detected in humans. Other bird flu strands have been transmitted to humans previously. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying this. I don't believe this. You're not buying it? Nope. Why not? I'm not. I'm not. I, I hope we don't make these strands and this become a, a thing. I hope this is not a fad. I hope COVID and all that. I hope they don't think this is a, is this is a copycat thing. Is Russia trying to have their COVID? What is going on? Uh, didn't Los Angeles have some new strand that came out yesterday? A bird flu? Nah, no. No, I'm not, not talking about not COVID. H1N1. I'm talking about bird <clears throat> flu. This is like, so now all of a sudden bird flu just popped up? I wouldn't be surprised if there's a new strand of something every single month, the way this is this is going. All right, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Let's go to Florida. I know you miss Florida. How about the move to Florida? Why do you keep saying that? You said that last episode. What's going on with you in Florida? I need to see this in action. I got to see what's going on out there. But you just like the fact that they don't abide by no rules. They have no mask. They do whatever they want to do. That's the only reason why you're going to Florida, because they're free. It's YOLO. Why did you just use YOLO? I don't know, because I had to bring it back. Ew. Yo, dude, you're a millennium. You're much younger than this. Why would you use YOLO? You only live once. That's so corny. Okay. Live fast, die young. Is that better? The who? What? 
What the hell did you just say? Live fast, die young. Oh my god, I'm done. You guys, we are number one hundred and one. It keeps going up. How's it going up? <laughs> are they adding people? <laughs> We've had the same number. Oh okay. Okay, but as far as what number they're on, they're only on fifteen. They gotta hurry up. So yeah, they do have to hurry up because something's wrong with you. <laughs> and, I can't, and I'm I'm glad they're kind of on fifteen because we can finish this podcast. Then we're gonna get you checked out. Okay, two men arrested in Florida after allegedly posing as U.S. Marshals to avoid wearing masks. Hey, people are coming up with- <laughs> by any means necessary. Florida. <laughs> Florida. Word. Two men were arrested in Deerfield Beach, Florida, after they allegedly impersonated U.S. Marshal to avoid wearing masks while staying at the Wyndham Resort. Hmm. Is it this serious? Who snitched? According to the according to a report from the South Florida Sun Sentinel, <clears throat> Walter Wayne Brown. I'm tired of all these tongue twists. <laughs> Walter Wayne Brown Jr., 52, hmm. and Gary Brummett. 81 was taken in custody on February 11 after a resort employee, that's the snitch, called actual actual law enforcement to check on the pair's claim. Mm. Now, you know damn well they're going to check because, okay, everybody knows if you don't follow protocol and all this stuff with COVID, you get fined, you get in trouble, and businesses are already struggling. So everyone, even though Milwaukee, we're pretty much open, everyone's still tight on the rules because they don't want to lose the privilege and get shut down and not make money. So they are really on top of it. They're on top of it. So did these two fools think that they could get away with it and wasn't nobody going to check it out? I don't think they thought this over. This is Florida, though. (laughs) Because apparently they said that they would have people arrested for asking them to comply with the mask protocol. (laughs) So I'm going to arrest you because you told me to wear a mask. The complaint said Brummett approached her front desk for coffee and gave multiple excuses for not wearing a mask. At first, he showed a laminated card that claimed he was exempt from wearing a mask. <laughs> Where you get that card at? Yeah, let me get that card. <laughs> Where that at? <laughs> when the staff persisted, he pointed a badge on his belt. Okay. Do you know what this means? He allegedly said, I am the U.S. Marshal and can have you arrested if you force me to wear a mask. Where is these rules at? At that point, that's when he exposed himself. <laughs> <laughs> when deputies and U.S. Marshal came to the hotel, no, he was wrong when he said you. I'm not. I'm not required to wear. What did he say up here? Um, when he approached, he's the exempt. Desk, he's exempt. Who's exempt? When deputies and the U.S. <clears throat> here it goes. Do you know what this means? He allegedly said, "I am a U.S. Marshal, and can you arrest?" And can have you arrested if you force me to wear a mask. Just so he makes sense. That's why they called. When deputies, deputies and U.S. Marshal came to the hotel, they examined the pair's badges. They read Cherokee Nation Marshal. <laughs> it's oh, our people. Cherokee Nation. Okay. It's our people's. <laughs> the men also had ID cards that identified them as members of the, you can break it down, Anna Wild. Anna Voya. And a Waya tribal nation. So these are our people. Yeah. 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 They're trying to do that mask. As well as the cards, they alleged they were exempt from masking. Um, and then I'm exempt for the ordinance requiring face mask usage in the public, the card said. Wearing a face mask pose a mental 
and or physical risk to me under the Americans with Disability Act, ADA. I'm not required to disclose my condition to you. The men were not and nor have ever been a U.S. Marshal. Cherokee Nation's official said that the men were not recognized by the members. <laughs> the Anawawa tribe, I just messed that whole tribal nation. I apologize to my peoples. It's not a federal recognized tribe. <laughs> so I don't apologize because it's not a tribe. Nor affiliate in any way with the Cherokee Nation. <laughs> they mm. made this all the way up. They really thought about this. They dumb. People in Florida are dumb. Cher- Cherokee Nation Principal Chef Chuck Hoskin Jr. told Sun Cento, both men are currently held by the U.S. Marshal now. <laughs> I get the premise, but that, Florida. <laughs> Florida. That was a horrible plan. Do you get what I'm saying? It was horrible. <laughs> Okay, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Um, and some more um news. I think that was my no reason stories. Um, some other news for no reason. And thank God, Clyde Davis postpones the pre Grammy party. I'm happy. Well, it's been postponed. I mean, well, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm just saying. I would. I mean, I'm not saying that it just delays some things. It's going to delay some bad shit happening, but at least it's delayed. Okay, it's late. For what reason? I don't know. Um, this week was the, was it this week? Yeah, it was this week was the anniversary of Pop Smoke murder. You know I'm a Pop Smoke fan. So, rest in heaven. Just wanted to bring it up. It's been a year. Um, another thing, <laughs> this is this is like, this is in duh news. No, this is um, duh News, you get what I'm saying? Like the mm-hmm. news, like D U H. Yeah, I get that. Uh, you get it? Yes. Well, I don't know. We're number one on one, and I need to get you in urgent care. So I just want to know if you know what I was talking about. Uh, <laughs> here goes the um, headline: El Chapo wife arrested for drug trafficking, trafficking, being held without bond. Duh. They got her. Uh, uh, duh. I mean, like, come on, man. Really? Like, come on. I mean, this is obvious. El Chapo's wife, Emma, Cornell Aspiro. Colonel. Colonel Aspiro isn't going. <laughs> they're probably like. Call her Cornell. Like, <laughs> they're probably like, neither one of these can read because you bust up some too. We, we act like we can't read, but we really can. Isn't going. Um, it's going. Is gonna be getting sprung anytime soon. Add new criminal charges. She's facing her here in U.S. A judge just denied her bond. You guys have to understand something. I do not read these articles beforehand, so mm. that's why I stumble a lot because I'm like I'm not prepared or what's gonna happen. I I want to be surprised. I just wanna I want to be in the moment when I read it, and that we both read it. But you read these, don't you? Headlines, right? So we read the headlines, but we actually don't get into the story. So that's why it sounds like we're stumbling and it's reading off beat. Is because we had, we. I just want to be surprised. I just want to read it and be surprised and have a natural reaction than a rehearsed one. So I just side note, 
That's how no reason is for no reason. That's what we're doing. But anyways, sure. this broad, and it doesn't matter what she did. Um, she helped her husband escape a couple times. She's um, distributed like five milligrams or more of cocaine, heroin. I'm sure the, the university dude will be happy about this, the professor. She had one kilograms or more heroin, five grams or more of meth, a thousand kilograms or more of marijuana. Damn. <laughs> mm. Look, I thought I was just going to casually talk about what she did. Um, imported to the U.S., Bring that all. So she's going down. They've been waiting for this. They've been waiting to get her. It's been a long time. So Narcos 5, because <laughs> I watch Narcos on Netflix. I love Narcos. Mm-hmm. She's going to have her own, or stay this going to continue. The Narcos have more to talk about. Yeah. They have more to talk about. But that's obvious. Did y'all not think this broad was going to get caught, though? I don't know. I mean, she's El Chapo's wife. You don't think she's not doing some dirty shit? Come on, man. Well, and how stupid she is. is she? How stupid is she to think that they wouldn't be watching her? Like your husband go to jail, you like, all right, Chapo, he in jail. They ain't paying no attention to me at all. I'm gonna go do my thing, girl. Maybe, maybe she got snitched on. Whatever it is, the cover got blown. Okay, but whatever it is, if the major dude, she should have been on high alert. That, that's the point I'm trying to make. I mean, just come on, man. If you're gonna do your dirt, do you have somebody else? You got to be slicker than that. She wasn't smooth. That's, she probably need chapel. She but, probably got snitched on. But I, I'm, I don't. You never know. No, she wasn't smooth. Somebody like her is not making mistakes. I don't imagine. I, yeah, she made a mistake. She's not that smooth. She's mm. not that smooth, dude. Chapo was smooth enough. She enough. was sloppy. Yeah, she wasn't that smooth. She was trying to be smooth. If she was smooth, nah, nah. She wouldn't even been. Okay, let me stop. <laughs> you, <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> you knew exactly what. Never mind. Let's just move on. I was about to break down some old. Let's just let's keep it moving. This is a um, family friendly show. Since when? <laughs> I don't know. I just said shit like five times. (laughs) I just want to move on. I'm just trying to get out of where I was about. I was about to go down a long road of where she could have shit and all that. And and it would have exposed some things. Hmm. So, Jay-Z is boiling. I love Jay-Z. I really do. Jay-Z sells half of his champagne brand to the luxury giant LVMH. This is a major move. Major move, and he's still fifty percent owner. So break it down, Swizzle. So Jay Z was likely popping some bubby on Monday morning. I guess they mean bubbly. I don't know what bubby is, but you know, maybe something new. I'm out of touch. The hip hop like stuff. We don't read this shit <laughs> the shit beforehand, hip-hop. and that's not it our says fault, bubby. you guys. No, it says bubby. Right, and this is not our fault. And when it's on the nolajcomedy.com website, you'll see that they spelled. The shit wrong. Sometimes they just spell things wrong. <laughs> mm. I don't know what Bubby is. <laughs> I think they miss. Uh, they but was anyway, trying to say bubbly. Yeah, they probably heard in the song. It was like, oh, it's Bubby. Oh, pop Bubby. No, they didn't hear that. In the song. But anyway, he um, announced 7 a.m. that he sold half of his high-end champagne brand Armand de Brignac. I might be saying that wrong. To Moet Hennessy. So his brand, he's he's got Ace of Spades. That's his champagne. Um, long story short, 
they had over the past from 2020 and 2019, they really made a killing in the entire North America, Asia, and Europe regions. And this brand said he's they've got the distribution, he's got the brand. They want to buy half of his company, and they bought in half. And the um, so the punchline with this is Cristal. You know, because he basically made popular the brand Cristal, had the culture drinking Cristal. I remember Pops even having Cristal in his in his career. I drank Cristal. We all did it. I mean, it was a thing. And then they came out and I don't know exactly what they said, but something along the lines of we not. They don't mess with black people or something they said. And yeah, Jay-Z it was, some... was like, I'm boycotting. He was like, I'm making all this money for your for you guys and he went on and, and that's what ace of spades right so he started his own ace of spades and then built it up and now he's he's you know he's got he sold half of it. he still retains half right so he still got the equity there but it's a high-end luxury drink brand and you know it's probably the top of the entire industry as far as that's concerned so and the cool part about jay-z i love jay-z the cool part about it is he holds 50%. So he didn't do like a move where he gave, you know, where he 30%, maybe 20%. He's still going to ball out on it. Jay-Z makes major moves. And he was just, this is my generation. This is Gen X, just a hip-hopper with lyrics. And and hip-hop became into something big. I mean, I, I it's hard for me to articulate and explain how I feel about Jay-Z and what he's done for the culture, what he's done for hip-hop and how much he's shown the way he moved and Beyonce, the way they move. I don't care what nobody say. The way they move, they always represent the culture, give back to the culture. They always doing stuff for the culture. They always, they always on point, period. Yeah. They do exactly what we all should be doing. And, and, and we all can do it. So it's not like, <clears throat> It's not like he's got any special treatment. He was a straight up doughboy on the streets. Same thing that everybody else did. And in I I saw an interview he did with the uh, with the I don't know the guy's name, but from the company that bought half his um his company, he talked about essentially it's the same sort of deal with um Rockefeller. Yep. You know, they were asking him, you know, what inspired you to build your own thing? And he talked about the story with Cristal, but he was like, it was the same thing with Rockefeller where they tried to get a record deal, you know, but everybody said no. So they were forced to build their own. It's just using not using that same that thing. It's the same mindset with all businesses. So exactly. He did this. exactly what we all be feeling. And if more of us would be like minded in that sense. And he gives back. That him and Beyonce give back and build things in the culture, and keep it going. But that's just them. If we all had that same mindset, like, and that's where I mean, we do. There's a people that do. Where, okay, you ain't gonna let me in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my own door and build it and get myself in. Period. If we had that same aggressiveness and that same, and I'm not saying that you don't swizzle, and I'm saying I don't. But there's other people that don't have that drive in our culture. Period. I mean, we messed up. It goes into history. It's a long story. But just, Jay-Z didn't do nothing different than none of us can do. That's the point I'm trying to make. Like, he was back in my era. I remember Jay-Z all the way from the from his start to where he's at now. And all hip-hop players, to be honest, that are making, from LL Cool J to, I could go on and on, Will Smith. Will Smith to me, his jam to me, to be honest, when he was DJ Jazzy Fest was the brand new um 
the brand new funk, right? Is that a get get down get get? That was Will Smith, and when he was a rapper and not an actor. Or oh, Jazzy Jeff. With yeah. Jazzy Jeff, that yeah. was my John. Like I love that. I was like, that's the jam. And then he became this major actor, L. Cool J. I need love. Uh, my radio, believe. And now he's where he's at. Ice T. Come on, Ice T. Come on, dog. Ice T was a gangster, mm-hmm. a straight up gangster. Like that. His record. His record got banned at with the cop, John. But cop killer. Cop killer. Yeah. So what I'm saying is and yeah i'm bragging on my generation i grew up on these people like i remember them it's just nice to see that hip-hop has flourished and all the people in hip-hop are successful and they're breaking down doors and barriers and they doing a thing and it's just dope so this jay-z thing is major and i know maybe the younger generation is like why everybody so hyped about this but my generation just appreciated gen x because this is us and it was just nice to see that this was major. This was real major for us. I'm not, I mean, other people probably like, why is she so hyped? I mean, it was major. It's major. I started with these cats. We all did. My generation, not yours. And I'm not saying that in a negative way, but you get what I'm saying. Like, we Jay Z, me, Jay Z. You're proud of you're proud of him. You look at me yeah, to him me, as a peer. Me, Jay Z, J Lo to Diddy to all of us. We all the same age. Period. And it's like we all been on that same journey. I'm like watching them. You know, my time will come. Hmm? My time will come. I'm not bugging off it, but it's just nice to see it. So this was a big deal. Period. It was a huge deal. It was such a it was a huge deal. Dr. Dre um, acknowledged it and congratulated him in public. And then later on, I just have a whole section on Dr. Dre because it just won't stop. <laughs> so there's nothing I can do about it. So yeah, that was a big deal. Um, I know I was babbling, and y'all probably like, why is she babbling? Is I can't articulate it. It's just a major. It's just major. So let's move on. Uh, another superstar. He's old school, but he has decided. <laughs> now this headline was so real, but it was it was real but funny at the same time. Mm. But it's legit. Stevie Wonder is permanently moving to Ghana to be valued and respected more. <laughs> dude, dude is doing what Marcus Garvey used to tell us to do. Go back to Africa. Yeah. Marcus Garvey, because this is Black History, the last week of Black History Month. And I know we haven't done much of Black History Month, but we black, so we don't have to. We live it and breathe it and eat it. We were so, born in history. And 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 my thing is when people be like, oh, black history, um, when non-colored people say things like, oh my God, you should really go check this out. Oh, we're doing black. It's like, yo, we eat, we live and eat and breathe. This is for you. When Black History Month comes around, non-colored people should really um, check it out and learn something. Well, it's almost over. But, but I'm just saying, in the future, yeah. you should really learn something and check it out. We already know this. And stop telling black people <laughs> about stuff you learn because we know this. <laughs> it cracks me up because they mm. be like, did you know? 
okay, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't breathe this. I know this. Just because I don't walk around, with, you know, eating a bowl of black fist, black doesn't, fist. Mean, <laughs> doesn't mean I don't know. I was literally about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> the woke cereal. <laughs> but anyway, so Stevie Waters has had enough, okay? <laughs> and it says, it's no secret the United States have become increasingly polarized society. So it's no wonder many black and brown people in the country are looking to relocate outside of North American, of the North American country. Stevie Wonder, who is one of the greatest living American musical legends to exist, facts, has decided even he would like to live out the rest of his time on earth out in Ghana. Hmm. The 22-time Grammy winner told Oprah Winfrey in November last year on the Oprah conversation, he has already decided to move out to Ghana where he ad- anticipates being valued and respected more. Winfrey seemed quite blown away with what Wonders <laughs> declared. I promise you, America, if you do the right thing, I will give you this song. I will give it to you. You can have it because I want to see the nation smile again. I want to see before I leave to travel to move to Ghana because I'm going to do that. He's moving. And then uh, I guess this is what Oprah said. You're going to move permanently to Ghana? And the talk host asked, and the critically acclaimed musician responded with additional, I am, making the case that his decision to move had to do with the finding a better space for humanity. He also expressed concern about his family. Hmm. I don't want to see my children Children, children have to say, oh, please like me. Please respect me. Please know that I'm important. Please value me. What is that, he asked. This is not, okay, I'm going to stop there. Drop the mic. We ain't got to, we ain't got to go on. That, he's right on point. I'm going I'm to I'm repeat this. I don't want to see my children's, children's children have to say, oh, please like me. Please respect me. Please know that I'm important. Please value me. What is that? Drop the mic on that one, Stevie. That's enough said. Enough said. That was deep. And he was right. All right, Mm. let's move on to woke news. We're just going to transition to woke news. More woke news. That was a perfect. And this is the last uh, episode in Black History Month. So... And woke news, Monopoly's standard board originally based all its cheapest property in black neighborhoods, inspired by racial segregation in 1930s Atlantic City. <laughs> ah, that explains a lot. That explains a lot. <laughs> that explains why Atlantic and all that be so cheap. <laughs> yeah. The original Monopoly board game was inspired by segregated Atlantic City in the 1930s, where properties price prices reflecting deep racial disparities between white and black residents. Hmm. So Mary Pilon or Pilon or Pilon depends on who reads it, me or Swizzle, who wrote her book, The Monopolist about hidden history of the beloved board game. My mom will be very disappointed if I told her that Monopoly is racist. <laughs> you know she's a baby boomer and she's a civil rights. Go ahead. You can finish. I was going to ask you, what type of Monopoly player are you? The one that bought 
Boardwalk and Park Place or bought all the little was the reds on the reds the cheap side the black side the black side I would that um, was that was the type of player you were no I would I would yeah I would start on the cheap side to build it up but I would always get definitely either get Park Place or Boardwalk like I would definitely have one of the high ones but I build a lot of equity in like the railroads rail world roads i can't talk railroads and then i would go on the cheap side and not go on the middle side though too the yellow johns right i go over the yellow and orange johns but i make the sure i get me a, a park place and a boardwalk how about you how would you play it i did the opposite i would always focus on the high end and and try to leverage that but i need to look at a board now i need to see Look at these streets again. Hey, why don't we? Because Pops is angry with us. Our dad is really mad at us right now. Um, why don't we play Monopoly with him? Because that's like a five-hour game. <laughs> I, I can't deal with that for five hours. Maybe three, but not five. <laughs> he going to be cussing us out. Yeah. But I do. I got to take a look at that. That's interesting. Yeah, it is. It's very interesting. Okay, another woke news. LinkedIn takes down white author slide telling people to be less white and less oppressive from its learning sites after backlash against Coca-Cola for using the video and diversity training. What? <laughs> this is, this is Scroll too, back up. I mean, this is too woke. <laughs> this, is, this is too oh, woke. Yeah. Because <laughs> so I, I, I saw this, right? You said this to me. Yeah, and I I went on LinkedIn. I tried to take the course. <laughs> Why? You're not white. Because I want, before I have an opinion on it, I want to see exactly what it is. Because any of this type of stuff, I always am like, man, this is bullshit anyway. But you know what I found out? You're not white? That I'm white. <laughs> it was literally telling me how to be, it's basically telling me that I'm white and I need to be less white. Some of the stuff was like, be less certain. <laughs> Be less uh, self-confident. That's what, I'm like, hold up. What you mean? But you're not white. You're a black person taking it. But so, I pretended I was white. No, you could pretend. And, and then, <laughs> this, dude, this is all wrong. But, but my, I don't like this type of stuff because that, that, that just, it's just weird. It's like, why would you I tell? Just sound, it's just stupid it's, to me. Yeah, it's, it's just like, stupid. I just, I, I think. But it's based on that white fragility thing. And I, it's I'm just not, one of these things is white people want to understand and learn so much us. And I get that, but do it organically. And if you, if, and understand the history. Like, I'm not, I'm, I never want to take anyone, like, when they say all lives matter, they do. But they have to understand when we, and we go through this a thousand times, when we say Black Lives Matter, we're just saying it because we just haven't mattered. It has nothing to discount anyone else's lives. We just haven't mattered. But I just wish sometimes that they would just educate themselves and really self-reflect, be self-aware and understand where we're coming from. Look at the history. I'm not saying you are not allowed to be proud of who you are. I'm not saying that that who you are is 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 wrong. Not not at all. Cause you know, so as you know me, everybody know me. My best friends, and I know it sounds corny when you say that, is white. They are. I have a lot of them. And and I'm not throwing that card like they threw, like I've got black friends. I'm sure my white friends tell everybody their best friend is black. Me, no, I'm just joking. But we 
I don't even look at that. We just get along so well because we just cool. Like I love diversity, period. I am so far. I think diversity is needed. We need different cultures, different races, different colors. We all need to learn, pick up different things from different cultures. I love diversity. That is my biggest thing. I'm not, that's why I, I don't want to go into something else, but I love that. But I also think that there's certain white people, and I'm not saying all, and some of them don't even realize they, they're, they're this way because it's been set up for them this way. So they don't even know. They're not, they're so oblivious to it that they think this is normal. Just do a little research, do some history, understand what's going on and be a little bit more, a little bit more aware and, and self-aware. But these stupid ass, <laughs> stupid ass things were be less white and less. It's stupid. It it's should stupid. be organic. You should. Right. You should have enough sense to be like, let me do like, for instance, there was a um, a, a speaker because it is Black um, History Month. We all know that. And there's different events and things are going on. You can learn and see different things. And some of my people that are non uh, colored reached out to me. It's like, oh, I went and saw this so-and-so speaker. He was so good. I cried. I was so touched. And that touched me. I'm like, good. I'm glad. I'm glad it touched you. I'm glad you went and saw it. Like now you understand a little bit more where we're coming from. I like that type of stuff. You t- Nobody forced you to do it. It's, no one's telling you that this course is telling you <laughs> this is what's wrong and to, and to do it. Yeah. I like the organic thing where you're like, like, I want to learn. I want to, I love that. I have one of my closest, dearest friends. They, t- they took in foster kids and, and they're suburban, but they took in foster kids that were black, these young black boys. And they took them in and, and they're just really good people. And it's not one of those white guilt or I feel some type of way or nothing. They're just genuinely good people. And they aware and they take the time to understand and they did. So this is bullshit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and like that whole movement, I mean, to me, cause this falls into the anti-racism movement, but it, we're supposed to be moving away from like judging people on their color. But this sort of stuff is like basically flipping it and judging people basically on their color like you're white and confident or white and arrogant therefore that's <laughs> try to be less white <laughs> yeah like, See, I, and I, I, don't like I went that. i went through it and there's i don't it, like it that. made me uncomfortable because it made me feel like i was basically white i don't like this <laughs> i don't like this for the fact that you're telling people not to be who they are though be more humble respect. right be more humble but that's not this is not cool and it says be to, less oppressive to be less white is to be less oppressive okay how is a co-worker oppressive right <laughs> that's a whole that's racism that's a racist thing that's this is something racism and and racist stuff is 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 deeper than just you taking you oh, I'm, I'm gonna be less oppressive they don't all white people are not oppressive. This is that, but how can a person be oppressive? Right. This is a stupid. Okay. <laughs> this is stupid. And I don't like the fact that you're telling white people not to be white. Let them be who they are. Let them be proud of who they are. If they're proud to be white, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Just don't be like the Ku Klux Klan 
<laughs> proud <laughs> or you know what I mean? Like don't go, don't be uh, white supremacist proud. That's a whole different that's a whole nother level. But if you're proud of who you are, be proud of it. Like, I don't want anybody not to be happy who they are and in their own skin. But to tell, this is stupid. Be less um, arrogant. Be less certain. Be less defensive. Be more humble. Listen, believe, and break apathy. This is stupid. This is dumb. And In the U.S. and other Western nations, white people are socialized to feel they are inherently superior because they are white. Richard Solid, okay. This is fine. Now, this this is facts. This is facts. But to force this on people to take a training, this is stupid. And to make it the premise for... It, it's basically, they're saying something's wrong with you. Right. So don't be like right. how you are. And I don't like that. I don't like... Yeah, let man. people be who they are. I am, I am one of them people. Be free. Be who you are. No judgment. Don't ever... I don't... But this, that's I, but that's the anti-racist movement, and that's that a lot of but it's they, very popular. They're like, putting the young like, kids are like really no, buying but into they're this. putting their energy in something completely dumb. You need to first of all, we need to go back to the history, and we need to our laws, and and we've got some old racist laws and things that have been in place forever and ever. Get that situated. We have some yes, we have older generations that still have that same mindset. Yes, I agree on that. But to tell someone to be less white is very offensive. I think that I'm not down with that one. That that was dumb. So woke news, stupid Coca-Cola. That was Coca-Cola, right? Yeah. That was dumb. Okay. So another <laughs> Your your job is next. <laughs> <laughs> My job. <laughs> you gonna be getting take this course. Here go here go the um Woke Arizona Republic congressman slammed by Latinos were saying we should give COVID-19 vaccine to Americans before Hispanics. Now, she needs to take the course. <laughs> now, see, this shit pisses me off. This now this pisses me off. Now she need hmm. now she is racist and she's got a problem. So anyone who is of color is not American. This is stupid. That's what she's insinuating. She said the COVID-19 vaccine should be given to Americans before Hispanics. Hispanics are Americans. Well, let's dig deeper. We ain't going to dig. It's it Arizona Republican. I ain't got to deep deep. That might I not already be what, know. Yes, that, it is. That might not be what she's yes, saying. Yes, it is. I could tell, I could tell you with the, the words in this. And yes, I am being stereotypical. And yes, I am. I'm saying it. You got Arizona. Republican woman, Congresswoman. Yes, it's racist. Here we go. The Arizona Republican Congressman was slammed for saying Hispanics are good workers, but American citizens should receive COVID nineteen vaccines first. She's talking. She's talking because her. I see exactly who she's talking about. She's talking about because her landscaper dude or her dude or the maid and all that. According to the NBC News last week. During a House Energy and a Com Commerce Committee hearing, Rep. Debbie Lesko, Republican Arizona, said, "I work with Hispanics. I mean, they are very good workers. We're compassionate. We're compassionate people. But for goodness' sake, we have to take care of American citizens or people that are here legally first. 
I'm just not going to be able to explain to my senior citizens why we're giving away vaccine to people that are here illegally. I just think that's totally wrong. Let's go. She she didn't she didn't say but, it right. But the right, but the whole premise she is didn't say it right. Illegal immigrants versus she didn't say, she getting did, the citizens that are. She did not say it right. Period. She said Hispanics. I work with them. She didn't say it right. She didn't say it right. But either way, but that's her point. She didn't say it right. Because you look at other countries, they're very strict with people coming in because of the vid and, you know. Arizona has been really hard about on immigration, period. But like I said, you guys, we do not read these up front. So now I dig yeah. a little bit deeper. I went in on that headline. But that wasn't bad. That wasn't. It you wasn't know, as the headline bad. was made pretty pretty right. sick, and it's but. clickbait. I went in a little bit hard on her because I yeah. thought because she she's was a Republican to no because it's Arizona Republicans. They have a problem with immigrants. I did a show, dude. I did a show in Arizona a few months. Was it right before the vid of last year? And I was in my hotel room getting ready for my show. And I had on their debate. It was Phoenix, and they had um, they had some political race going on. It was their debate, and I was like, "Yeah, let me watch a little bit of this just to learn a little what's going on in their city." And they they have an issue with immigrants. That was their thing, and they're just really. It's a big deal to them. This is a it's a bad thing. But reading that on, I kind of get where she's coming from now. So yes, I did judge immediately because they do have a problem with that. They man, it took them a minute to pass Martin Luther King Jr. as a holiday in Arizona. Period. They the cops. The cops kill black people like it is nothing. Man, it's it's deep. Mm. So I just went for what I know, but I kind of see where she's coming from now. Um, I get it now, but clickbait. Made it look like she was just saying Hispanics, Hispanics. weren't um, American. All right, let's move on and more woke news because we can stay on that forever. Guess what? The Simpsons now will now have a black actor voice for the character of Dr. Herbert Hebert. They yeah. woke. I see. They woke. Uh, Deadline can confirm that Kevin Michael Richardson, that's a total black name, will be replacing Harry Shearer. As a voice of Dr. Hebert on the um, Simpsons. Shearer's last term, blah, blah, blah. What they're saying is um, Henry's departure was part of a chain reaction where white actors were forced to contend with the representation issues that came with the lending their voice to black characters. Therefore, taking that away an opportunity for a black actor. So, yes. So, the mm. Simpsons are woke. They're going to use black actors. How for old black is the characters. symptoms? Are they 40 years They've been old around yet? for a long ass time. <laughs> 30 years? They've been around for a long ass time. All right, real quick, let's go into Dr. Dre news. Uh, Dr. Dre raps about his divorce, his brain aneurysm, and he talks about his great, greedy bitch ass wife. Mm. Um, Dr. Dre also is going to feature on that. Um, you remember I told you that super group with Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, and Too Short? Mm-hmm. Dr. Dre will be on that. And then um, also with Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre is all in the news. He congratulated Jay-Z and Dr. Dre. Also, the judge refused the order for uh, the three Dr. Dre's mistresses to testify in the rapper's messy divorce. So the judges shut that down. But she won't give up. So his wife didn't get that. And then also, Dr. Dre 
said that he wanted to um, have a speedy trial for his divorce. He wants it to be in five days. And um, so I think he's going to go back to court to try to get that um, um, taken care of. Uh, he wants it quick and sweet, and he wants it done in five days. I don't blame him because I'm tired of doing Dr. Dre news. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> sick of talking about him. I, I can't wait till he just comes up with a, a a new album, that song where he he calls her a greedy bitch in the song. Mm. Um, he goes in on his wife on the song, but he wants it to be um, he wants it to go quickly and get it over with, and we do as well because I am so tired of You're talking tired about of, you that. You want to cover something new? I think it. It's become a whole segment. You the whole see, next episode. I just said segment. it was Dr. Dre's um, segment, and then everybody knows that Tiger Tiger Woods was in a um, car accident, a single car accident. He's not going to be charged for any drunk driver or any of that. They're not saying that he was. Um, so he's fine. But the only issue is they there. He had major surgery on his leg, so who knows if he'll be able to play golf again, how he's going to walk or whatever. But he was mm. out because the, um, the majors, I think, or the golf or whatever was going on. He was 15 minutes away from it. It was early in the morning. That scared the shit out of me. I was like, 2021, don't act like 2020. When I saw Tiger Woods and he was flight for life and all that, I'm like, oh, my God, no. Yeah. So he made it. He's, he's out. He's good. But now it's... To see how his legs are going to be. He had to have major leg surgery. So I'm glad he made it. And then uh, one more segment. And then we're going to get into Jizzle's Corner. We're going to take a break. And then uh, real quick in, um, what do I call this segment? Oh, in high news. (laughs) High news, okay. In high news, Taco Bell has entered the chicken sandwich wars with its own spin, a taco version. So now Taco Bell is doing the chicken sandwich. They're not they're even going to do the taco. chicken sandwich. They're, they're making just... it a taco. Oh, my goodness. And then this is hilarious. Popeyes the other day trolled them on Twitter. Yeah, I be, I be watching the weirdest shit go down on Twitter. So Popeyes trolled them on t- yesterday. Mm-hmm. They was like, it's Taco t-. Something they did. It was kind of funny. So now Taco Bell's in it. And me and Swizzle are looking at it. And it's literally the chicken sandwich in a taco. It looks like a... Pita it looks like a naan. It looks like they took naan, the Indian yeah. bread, and put chicken, the fried the- chicken sandwich with the chipotle sauce on it and jalapenos. 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 Um, that's what it looks like. So that's in high news, basically. So we are hmm. done with the no reason session. You didn't, guys didn't McDonald's say they got spicy chicken? Yes, everyone has it now. Um, I took a long time. We took a long time once again, but I love those stories. So I don't care what anyone says. Um, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back with the Jizzles Corner. Jizzles Corner. Swizzle is about to hype it up as usual. Um, we are still number one on one. I think they're on 50. So this break, we're going to try to see if we can get Swizzle into urgent care so I can see what's wrong with him because. He's not right, you guys. It is the No Reason Podcast, episode 84. I am Nola J. And I'm Don Suave. This is episode 48, Backwards. Don't touch that dial. Don't pick up that remote. Don't hit that switch. We'll be right back. You guys, we're going to try to get in real quick on this break to urgent care. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
And we are back, the No Reason Podcast, episode 84. I am Nola J. And I'm Don Suave. And this is the last segment. The Jizzles Corner. And this is where I talk about comedy and I tell one story about Jizzle. So in comedy news, uh, Jamie Foxx, I'm so excited, he's got a new Netflix series called Dad Stop Embarrassing Me. And it's with his daughter. Mm. You remember they did a little game show together with Shazam. Jamie Foxx is one of my favorite comedians, one of my favorite people, because he's a triple threat. Singer, comedy, acting. I love the Jamie Foxx show back in the day because it represent L.A. Mm. And you know how that is, Swizzle. When you L.A., it just it's nice. Just it just represent L.A. I felt L.A. It was is a real L.A. show mm. with Jamie Foxx. I like Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Um, also, people don't. I mean, people might know because he's done interviews, but um, his house was used. He used to have a lot of crazy parties and recording studios and music. He had a lot of musical people. Right, a lot. Jamie Foxx has got some great party stories. Um, yeah, I'm a fan of Jamie Foxx. I look up to Jamie Foxx. So for sure, for sure. And he does a lot with his daughters. Represent them 100. percent So his daughter is going to be on this Netflix series, and I will be watching it. I'm a I'm a big fan of Jamie Foxx. Period. Regardless of what anybody thinks. Um, Patrice O'Neill, you watched the documentary Killing Is Easy. I sure did. On Comedy Central. Because, you know, I'm a Patrice O'Neill fan. So am I. And uh, I had to check out that documentary. Got it for free on the app. Didn't know it would be free. but I, I sent you my sign-in, dude. Yeah, I didn't have to use it. I just downloaded oh. the app, and it was just like, boom. So, yeah, it was, you know, for me, it really, a lot of that stuff, I don't know whether he's there's been a documentary before. I've seen a lot of that. There I've hasn't been a, a documentary. If you're a Patrice fan, none of that stuff is new to you. Right. That's what I'm saying. When I saw it, it most it wasn't new, but at it's the new end, to the people who don't know Patrice. And then like towards the end, those emotions of like he had more potential and he knew he had more potential in his career, but you know, he just made some decisions with how he dealt with things. His health and how he dealt with things. Right, right. It's health ultimately, but yeah, you know, so it was kind of like one. And then uh, Kevin Hart basically summarized it, you know, it was basically like he was, he was basically having a new peak. He was at his new peak and then it sort of ended right where he would have really taken off essentially. But, but yeah, that's my guy. Like his type of comedy is just so real, how natural he was. And, and, you know, I, I used to listen every single night. I'd be listening to every single one of those radio interviews. If he was on Opie and Anthony, if he was, if it was the Black Phillip, I listened to every single episode. And yeah, that's the dude that that you know, I'm missing the game. But I like that. I like the legacy that he left. Well, I didn't know about his his da- his stepdaughter. Yeah, I knew how about she that. is. If you listen to, uh, I knew about her, like oh. the stories he told in it then, but like seeing her giving her point. Yeah, of view, I still Vine is still that around. Was, uh, that so was, that was, but yeah, I enjoyed it. But my take on it is that I I really enjoyed it, but I knew all that because I know Patrice. I don't know him personally, but as a comic and following him and 
Um, the O and A, me, I'm an O and A fan. I was listening to Open Anthony before Patrice was even coming on there. But all those comics that were on um, that documentary was on Open Anthony, and I felt like I knew them just because they've been on that show. I've listened to that show forever. Like it's been shit close to twenty some years, I think. So, like from the Jim Norton to the Voss. Uh, Rich Voss to mm-hmm. um, they had uh, well Kevin Hart was part of that crew and this is I have uh, man I have a lot to say about this hold on <laughs> um, to um, Robert Kelly to Bill Burr to um, Dane Cook to all of them that was in that documentary they also came on Opie and Anthony and I got to know them through the show so I felt like I knew all the stories. I knew how they act around each other. It's same with Kevin Hart and how um, they get on each other and roast each other and the comedy um, <laughs> seller and all that. And and Kevin Hart, now this is the crazy part, what people don't know about Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart came up, that's why I respect Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart and I are a lot similar. That crew that he hung out with, with Patrice and all them, and even though they black comics and the rest of them was white comics, that's how I be rolling. And there, and it's like one of those things where Kevin was in that group where they were, nothing was off bound. Nothing is off bounds. Mm-hmm. So back then, and that was like 2009, 2010, 2000, back then Twitter had came out and that's where some of Kevin Hart's tweets, he got in trouble. Once he became a superstar, they go back and they look. Mm-hmm. But he was around that crew, that opening Anthony Patrice. That was, and I get, that's where my influence come from. That's like, kind of like the norm to me. That's why it's easy for me to listen to Howard Stern and Opie and Anthony on a regular. I've been listening to them for as long as I can remember. So the documentary was dope. I loved it. Um, Yes, I knew about it. Stepped on all that. Vaughn is a comedian now. And mm-hmm. she comes on those shows, and she also had a sports show that she's a co-host with um, somebody on series, whatever. So she's been around, and she technically was starting to do a Patrice documentary and was raising money for it. I don't know what happened with it. I have no idea or the clue of what happened. I remember that. I remember she was on Breakfast Club, right? I just I, remember, I remember her. That. Yeah, and she was going on different shows. I don't know. But I know every year Bill Burr puts together a, um, a memorial celebration for Patrice. And they all come together, that same pretty crew that you saw. Um, and Bonnie uh, McFarlane, very funny female comic for sure. Amy Schumer is in that, John. I'm going to keep my comics to myself about that. <laughs> you know, no disrespect. My opinion with Amy Schumer, I'll be real honest with you. I just think, and I could, I kind of get where she coming from. They kind of, when you're in comedy, I just digress, but when you're in comedy, woman, black woman, if you a niche, because normally stand-up comedy is the white male, and that's the truth, but if you a niche, like a woman, black woman, midget, something different about you, they going to use the hell out of you. You're getting booked constantly, and I feel like Amy kind of shot up quicker than she was prepared for. Mm. And and she probably had enough time for so much material, and then she shot up, and then it was pressure crunch to... time and pressure. So I give her the benefit of doubt on that. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, it makes sense. And 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 that happens. That happens with me as a female female black comic right away. Yeah, I'm in the beginning. I'm like, whoa. That that's what kind of sped me up because I was like, man, I gotta write and get my shit together, like, because I'm getting booked and it's a niche. Mm-hmm. But I'm funny, motherfucker. So <laughs> same thing happens in music. You get get you get one hit and then you got to produce, produce, produce. You got to get it from wherever you can get it. And sometimes, you know, you right. cut some, you know. So right. yeah, I know I get and, that. But and but her. imagine also in music. If it's well, music is not male dominated, but you're right. Yeah, it is. Okay, <laughs> it's for sure the and same. And that's the point dynamic. I'm trying to make with your story. If you male dominated, it's a male dominated feel. The point I was trying to make, what I was saying is, if you're not a male, anything of a male, they're gonna push you up and put you up there. It's just the, the kind of the token. And then if you find, and if you're funny, greasy wise, which Amy was, because she hung around all of them. So she had the same type of sense of humor, but she got shot up quick, shot up super quick. So, and there's nothing wrong with it. It was her shot and she did it and there's nothing absolutely wrong with it. But I just think that, I think that's why there's some um, controversy uh, with her saying she's a hack with Patrice jokes. So, um, (laughs) anywho, so. Back to what I said, uh, that Patrice uh, documentary is really good. I watched it several times. I, it, it made me feel comfortable. I felt normal. I felt at home. I felt, because like Opie, Opie Radio, I've been, I listen to his podcast now. I can't do Anthony. I can't right now. I was with Anthony because they split up. I was mm. with Anthony for a minute and then I, then he, then it got to the point, it was getting a, Anthony's hilarious, but then he got his own show. It's a long story, but anywho, um, Opie's been pl- replaying some of the interviews from ONA with Patrice, mm-hmm. but you can go on YouTube and listen to him as well. So it was very good. And like Kevin Hart said, and I agree, we all felt that when he passed away, we all was Sad, I cried because he just did the elephant in the room and it was like, finally, all of us was like, this is it. Yeah. This is it. He he finally kind of realized I got to get out my way and do this. And he right. finally was like, and then the other issue was Patrice was hardhead. My brother was like this. Um, health-wise, they have health conditions and I don't know what that's like when you have conditions like that where it's an addiction where, where it's like, but I also respect what they said. Like, I just want to live. I don't know what it'd be like with people. Like if you had to be restricted, you can't eat this, you can't do this, whatever you do. Da, 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 da. So, I mean, it is what it is. I wasn't, I'm not in their shoes, but my bro was like that. It came to a point where it was like, I just want to live. So they're going to do what they want to do. He broke it down himself. He was like, Addiction to food is the hardest because if it's smoking, you could just stop smoking. If it's something else, you just kind of stop doing it, figure out how to not do it. But with eating, you got to eat. So it's just so easy to fall back into bad habits. So, yeah. It's, it was a really, uh, it was a really good documentary. So you guys should check it out. Now I'm confused how you can find it at this point. 
because the director that when he was on Opie, he broke it down and I got confused. I just made sure I watched it when it first came out because I like last episode it was Friday night you watch the short version, Saturday night you watch the long version on the app, and then he was like, after that, I don't know where it's going to be. So, but I got the Comedy Central <laughs> app, but it's here's still the, on there. the confusing part is it said part one. That's what I mean. So I don't know. I don't know. But I did know there was a shorter version on Comedy Central on Friday. And then and there was a longer version on Saturday. So I can confirm that. I can. All right, let's move on because I was trying to make this short and sweet and not make it go over two hours. So in the jizzle corner, I'll make this story really short. <laughs> and why I keep saying that is because I'm going to tell you about the time that I met Bridget the Midget. She's a porn star, adult entertainer. And she's a straight up midget. Mm. Um, is it politically correct? That's a thick what she midget or a skinny midget? That's what she call herself Bridget the Midget. I think she got breast implants though. Because um, Casey, the other one, ooh, Casey looks like, okay, I'm digressing. Let me, let me stop. I've met two little people, adult film strippers. Mm. So, and I'm cool with both of them. I have pictures of them. Maybe I'll send them to you so you can put it on the website. Yeah, I'll wait on I'll, Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have the picture of me and Bridget the Midget already on my website. My pictures. I've seen it. Yeah, that's Bridget the Midget. But Casey, I, I can see your picture. Casey looked like a little baby. Okay, so let me um, slow down and get it out properly. So everyone knows that listens to the podcast, and for you people who don't know, I worked under a strip club for 10 years. It was a comedy club, strip club upstairs. They had feature acts. All they feature acts were adult entertainers. So this particular time, a few times, they brought in Bridget the Midget. That's what she called herself. I'm not not trying to be political incorrect. That's what she called herself. And Casey, why do I sigh when I say Casey? Because Casey looks like a little baby, like... She does not have boobs. She's flat chest, kind of flat chested. She's super little. Like I picked up Casey like I'm cradling baby, period. Me and Casey go upstairs. Casey's super sweet. And I know I just digressed. I'll get to Bridget in a minute. I'm going to just tell you why I'm signing with Casey. So Casey, when I say I go upstairs, the green room for the comics and the adult entertainers was in the same area. So the adult entertainer had the middle green room and the comics had the one far off to the side. And if anyone saw um, the Polly Shore movie that I was in, which was Stands Alone, right? That sounds about right. Because yeah. I kept saying it, Last Stand or some last, shit. I last was, Dance, Last, last stand. I was doing Michael Jordan stuff, <laughs> but Stands Alone. Um, when uh, he's at Joker's where I was at and Jen, the manager, one of my dearest friends, you guys, she's white. One of my dearest BFFs. No. <laughs> mm. So people know. No, I'm just kidding. When she was um, showing him where his food was at in there, that's that was a comic green room. But to be honest, we never really used the comics green room that much. Just when celebrities probably came through. But it, that is it. And the middle one was adult entertainer or the feature act that they have for the club upstairs. So this is how I, so this is how I meet these people. And plus, they come on and see our show before they go upstairs because they go on late. Like, mm -hmm. they have two shows. They go on at, like at 10 and then they come back at midnight. So, mm -hmm. and our shows would be like 8 and 10. So, they would watch the first show 
and then do their thing, come back, change, and probably hear the second show. So anyways, Casey was like, no, look, let's go upstairs. I'm like, all right. I, me and her little ass go up the stairs. Mm-hmm. Did you carry her up? No, I, we might have used the elevator. What did I do? I might have carried her. No, I didn't carry her. <laughs> no, I know. Okay, I'll tell you what Bridget did. But it is weird, though. When they get drunk, mm-hmm. you end up carrying them or doing something. Cause they, it's, it's, you end up doing something awkward with them. But Aunt Casey, sweetheart, lover, cool. We get upstairs. These dudes was on her. I said, yo. I'm about to put all of them on the list. She's like, "Why?" I was like, dude, you look like a baby. <laughs> she looked like a little baby. I got to find a picture of her and I. She was cracking up. I was like, dude, I'm about to t- I'm about to put all of them on the list. So everybody know in their neighborhood where they should go with this map. <laughs> she like a baby. I didn't get it. Yeah. I didn't get it. People have their fetish, but she literally is little. Now, Bridget the Midget, she got a boob job. Mm-hmm. So she's got some type of shape and some body. So it's, it makes a little bit more sense. She doesn't look like a little baby. And so Bridget was super cool. Her manager was super cool. She always watched my set. She thought it was super funny. She's like, you are so funny. I, to this day, I still have her number and all that, but she just got in trouble because she tried to stab her boyfriend. That's a whole nother story that just happened recently. But anyways. Wow. Okay. So. Hang out with her, had a good time. When she gets drunk, though, we're in a we're in a green room. She's drunk. She's sitting on the on the chair and she's like falling over. So I had to literally had to go over, pick her up. Now this, the bitch is heavy because she got big ass titties. All right, so mm-hmm. she's heavy. Get her little ass in my arms and got her in, and put her on the couch. So we had a good time kicking it. So she's telling me stories, right? And she's like, I was like, so what celebrities have you been with, right? I'm not going to tell you everything she said, but this particular one I'm going to tell because it, it'll make sense. She's like, yeah, I slept with um, David Allen Greer. I was like, what? For real? Now, this was before I hung out with him. So this is before he came to the club. And so she's telling me this story. I was like, wow, okay, cool. So we kicked it. Fun time. I go upstairs, watch her perform. Once again, I'm still putting everybody on the list. I don't care what nobody say. <laughs> These look like little babies, right? Right, right. But she's dope. Manager cool. Uh, we all kick it the whole weekend. She come and watch our show. She was sitting in the audience and watch my show. I thought that was so sweet. Mm. And then I go upstairs and do the same and watch her. But I'm ready to call the police on all these people. She looked like a baby. She looked like a baby with big boobs. Casey was bad. That just bothered me. They would. It would bother. She didn't at least have like a little short lady butt. Like she. (laughs) See what I mean? I try to. (laughs) No, you you want to say she's thick? Okay, little people are thick. They are. Okay, they are. I have certain male friends that I'm really close with that like them because they are thick. Yeah, and they tell me the stories. When we're on the road, I'm not going to say who, and they meet some of them. They come to the show because that's what they're into when we're on the road. And um, they tell me things about when they go to their hotel room, how everything is like their knee level. Like when they go to a hotel and they do have little people rooms in a hotel. I don't know if people know. They do. So the peephole is really low. Um, Everything is really low. Yeah, they Hmm. have it. 
And so, and then I know they go in and everything, whatever. I digressed again because we're on little people. So, um, <laughs> so yes, they're thick. And I know guys that like it because they thick. Um, Bridget did have that. So I wasn't too concerned. Casey didn't have nothing. She looked like a little baby. Okay. And it bothered me. I started getting very protective. Like it was a baby. Like you people are wrong. No, I didn't do nothing. I ain't going to make her not get her money. So go upstairs, do all that. So Brit, uh, Bridget Dimension always would come. I think to this day, if I call her, I could still call her or whatever. So fast forward, I meet David Allen Greer. And you know the we all know that story. I told mm-hmm. that story. I bring her up. I'm like, hey, Bridget Dimension said y'all hooked up. He was like, no, we didn't. So I don't know who's telling the truth. I don't know what's true and what's not. I'm giving mm-hmm. both sides of the story. So I'm going to say allegedly, because that's what Bridget the Midget said. David Allen Greer denied it. But she gave a uh, a very thorough uh, story. I'm not going to get into it, but it was it just did, funny. It. I never, I didn't think David Allen Greer would be coming to Jokers. Because Bridget the Midget been going, I've been under that club. Under that club, that sounds weird. Because it is downstairs. I've been working that comedy club. I worked it for like 10 years, like I said. 10, 11 years. So she was in the early parts of when I worked there. And Mm -hmm. I would have never thought that David Allen Greer would be coming to Jokers. Mm -hmm. And it worked out and I was able to ask the question. So who knows? Who knows? So that was Jizzle's Corner. Here we go. Another one. And I'm going to be honest with you, Swizzle. Don't I had no harass idea. him on Twitter. Huh? Don't harass him on Twitter. I'm going to be honest with you, um, Swizzle. I didn't know what I was going to do. But guess what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it does not matter. <laughs> it's your corner. It, it's my corner, you guys. I'm still working it out. I hope I'm not babbling with these stories. Um, the issue is I kind of digress because other stuff pop up. I do everything organically and natural. This has been the No Reason Podcast, episode 84. I am Nola J, a.k.a. Chocolate Blonde. Oh, you're not Jizzle? I'm not feeling Jizzle right now. not feeling like Jizzle. No. <laughs> why, <laughs> well, I, would, why would you stop? You just ruined it. <laughs> I ruined it? I thought you... Okay. Well, I am your co-host for the, like, the 60th time. Oh, my God. Don Suave, a.k.a. Suave Mente, a.k.a. Don Swizzy, a.k.a. COVID free for 2020, but we 2021 with a W-O-N. Our number is next, you guys. We're on our way to urgent care. They just called us. They call. Okay. We'll get. We'll see you guys next week. You guys have a, have a great week. You guys, I'm rushing. I got to get him to urgent care. Okay. Um, Take care of yourselves. Be happy. Look out. So. And if you're white, be white. Yeah, you ain't gotta be, be white, less white. Be white. Don't be less white. That was dumb. <laughs> it was so dumb. And definitely go to a, a comedy show if you can. Watch something funny. Do do something funny. Act funny. Have a good time. Laugh because this world is crazy. That's the only way you're gonna get through it. I am Nola J. Chocolate Blind. We out. Peace. Deuces.
tell a friend to download and subscribe to the No Reason Podcast with Nola J, the Chocolate Blonde. Go to the website nolajcomedy.com. That's nolajcomedy.com.